Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks. Thanks for tuning in today. It's an honor to have you. Uh, it's an honor to do this podcast, as I've told you. So Stephanie took a week off. We needed to give her a little bit of get healthy time, but uh, I'm sure she's doing fine. Look forward to her coming back and being with us next week. And uh, we've been moving along. We usually do a word of the day. But uh, just a few days back, we decided that we were going to look at who suffers from PTSD. And there are so many. And, uh, uh, but we've been, I've been doing the biggest categories, but there's so many remembering that PTSD, uh, anybody who's seen something, been injured, there's a stressor or what we call in the PTSD business a trauma and the VA calls it a stressor. Anything that you've witnessed that you could have been hurt, you could have hurt someone else. Someone else could have got hurt. It could be long-term exposure to pain. Uh, it could be something you went through. It could be anything from being abused somewhere to, uh, you know, the most terrible, a terrible witness and terrible things, all those things. But we've been hitting large groups of people and this next group I'm putting together because they're almost identical. So about 15% of firefighters and policemen, or we could just say first responders suffer from PTSD. And it doesn't matter whether you're a policeman in the city of New York or a part-time policeman, uh, in the backwoods of nowhere, or a, uh, a paid firefighter in you know New York, or a volunteer firefighter uh, somewhere in a small town America, we see those terrible things, and the percentages are very like each other. And uh, in a lot of cases, the people who are volunteers and things of that nature, uh, they you know they never have the training that some of the other folks do or know what to look for so they get it just as bad but you know our hats are off to everybody who volunteer to serve our countries and our communities and our counties and our towns and us it's a big thing and I I remember the verse that we used to have on the wall when I was a fireman I was a volunteer fireman and it said be not frightened and do not be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go and uh, I, I remember that verse. It used to be hanging right there in the uh, fire station in Baltic, Connecticut. And uh, folks, I'll, I'll tell you, it's just the crazy things that our first responders see. Uh, the crazy things that really all of us see. But looking at that category of first responders every day. And they see people at their worst. They see people at their absolute worst. You know, you, you don't show up at someone's house when they're saying, what a great day we're having. Come on in and have some filet mignon. I mean, they're showing up. Someone's been hurt. Someone is hurt. Someone, uh, you know, you just name it. Things are bad, Kevin. You know, when a first responder shows up, it's not a good thing. Yeah, that's true. Um, in the last church plant we did um, near Fort Bragg, I, I pastored three three Leos, right, three policemen, and then my son was a fireman and a National Guardsman who was uh, who got deployed, and he was a medic. Um, and so, you know, there was all this duty bound people 
that just their their whole mantra was uh, I'm going to see the worst. I'm going to experience the worst. The people are going to throw their worst at me and I have to press through because of duty. Mm. And, um, I, I remember the policeman, one of the, one of the cops said, um, <laughs> he said, this was just so weird. I'm thinking, how do you just live with this day by day? Um, as I was driving around Fayetteville, he said, yeah, you, you want to avoid this one street. I think it was Bragg Boulevard or something like that, or the Mer- the Merck, the Merch, um, Murchison. But he said, he said, you're going to see a lot of women walking around there and they're, they're dressed, you know, pretty, pretty seductively. And, um, and he said, but they're really men <laughs> is what he said. Wow. He said, uh, he said most of the, uh, prostitutes we pick up the, the, you know, that are dressed with the high heels and the dress are actually men. And I just thought that was hard to, for him to, you know, he's got to, uh, he's got to process that, but not process it. And not that that in itself is a trauma, but I'm just thinking, you know, my son, the, these, these guys that get out every day and have to see, like you said, people at their worst, people tore up at their worst, then, then, then to have them attack you. And, and if you're a man, think about it, a policeman with that body cam, that cam, you know, he's got to be perfect in every road, you know, every traffic stop, every engagement, he's got to do it perfectly or he might go to prison and just to live with that. How, how long do you have to put up with that before it starts to eat at you? And, and certainly we're seeing a lot of first responders take their own lives because they say it is, I just can't handle it. It's not worth it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and friends, you know, be careful out there. If you're a first responder, if you're out there helping people, make sure you're getting the help that you need. Sometimes we need help. Sometimes we need to uh, just stop and say, hey, I need a break. And uh, so just be careful out there. So we're, here we are. We find ourselves in the uh, 23rd proverb. I'm going to read three verses together because it's, it's hard to separate these at all. And it kind of all talk exactly to the same thing. It says, eat thou not bread of him that have an evil eye, neither desire thou his dainty meats. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, saith he to thee, but his heart is not with thee. The morsel which thou hast eaten, shall thou vomit up and lose thy sweet words. And boy, you you read that and, it, and immediately come into your mind is, you know, you, you don't, these people are, uh, you know, as I read that, it says, don't eat the bread with an evil eye. And some people believe that's talking about a miser or, or, uh, you know, th- that table there is a covetous guy or something that looking at you, uh, and you know, somebody who's stingy, somebody, you know, that's a better word that I've heard said about that before. And, uh, you know, be careful, don't eat from that. And, and then going and taking it, father talking about eating and drinking, we, we, you have no idea what these people do to their stuff and, and having nothing to do with this in, in a minute, I'll tell you something else, but the muscle you have eaten, think about that, what you eat, you can vomit up. Uh, it could be such an unpleasant experience or it can be something bad that you, you just rather vomit it up than to, uh, to, to deal with that. And, 
it reminds me, and I probably shouldn't say this, but I feel like I need to. So I was every once in a while, you know, we go to churches and they have uh, suppers and things. And some of you may have seen my Facebook post that I'm not going to do churches unless they're meetings or considering me for support, unless they support me already, just because there's so much stuff. You drive, you know, thousands of miles on your vehicle and your wife and, and you, and you're trying to work. And, and there's all these shelters now and these military bases that I could be at. And, uh, but anyway, I remember it wasn't too long ago. I was at a church and the pastor said to me, whatever you do, don't eat anything out of that yellow dish. <laughs> and I, during a, during a potluck or a fellowship dinner. And I said, why? He said, man, you ought to see her house. And I don't think she showered in a year or something like that. So you never know what you're going to eat. So from that point forward, and that may have been, you know, times relative to preachers, but, um, it, you know, it, it could have been a year or two or three years. I don't even like eating that potluck. You know, I would grab something that looks like it came from Walmart or, you know, the grocery store, Piggly Wiggly or something, you know, process and eat that because I'm, I kind of freak out now about where stuff comes from. But clearly the, the Bible's warning us here, something uh, much more important than that yellow bowl. Uh, it, it's telling us don't eat from that guy, you know, don't eat bread from that guy with that evil eye. Uh, they're coveting you They're They're, you know, this is a bad thing. Uh, for he's thinking in his heart, you know, eat and drink and, uh, but his heart is not with thee. So he's, he's not this evil eye guy and, and we know an, an evil eye gal or, or a guy, you guys know exactly what I'm talking about here. You know, when you shouldn't do something, your heart tells you no, but then if you do go ahead and eat it, the Bible said, boy, you can vomit that up. You can vomit that up, Kevin. I mean, what are you thinking? Isn't that something that, you know, don't eat this stuff. Because this is what it can lead to. So God's given us the other side. Yeah, just, um, you know, the the whole idea that you might be suckered into something. And if, if, if someone's pretending to be on the same sheet of music as you, but they have ulterior motives, right? They have this, um, they, they, might, they might pretend that they're Christian and really be a wolf in sheep's clothing. Ooh. Man, we're... See, seeing a lot of that, um, I think that's a big source of trauma in, in some people's lives. And, you know, wow. nowadays that, that all of us have, have met people that are like, wow, I thought this person was trustworthy. And, you know, my first uh, my first uh, um, uh, hurdle for them was, are you a Christian? Do you love the Lord? Oh, yes, I do. But then later on, you know, you end up kind of vomiting up the whole uh, if you married the person, you kind of vomit it up. Like, oh, it's oh, regurgitated. Yeah. 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 You just, you just feel sick. You're nauseated. How did I get in this, in this situation? And then we don't want to um, ever put ourselves in what the scripture is saying is don't put yourself, don't eat, eat the bread of him that had an evil eye. Don't uh, desire the, the goodies that he has. So if someone comes along and, and you're thinking, I normally don't have this opportunity to have these, this dainty, you know, little delightful situation. And I'm kind of flattered by it. And here's someone that, you know, is showing really interest in me. And I usually don't have someone of this 
caliber that's hey, hey, Kevin, in me. Kevin, Kevin, do me do me one favor. I don't I want to come right back to that because I have a feeling that's going to be more than seven seconds, and that's how long we got for the commercial. But I want to I want you to remember you're at the point where someone comes along. Folks, let's give the, our radio stations just a little bit of time here to identify themselves and let us know about their sponsors. Hey, thanks, folks, for hanging with us. So, Kevin, you were right at that point where you were uh, giving us an example of somebody coming along and, and, and you know, saying, hey, you can have these things you never had before. Let me tell you about them. And I, I didn't want to stop you, but I want you to keep on if you could. Yeah, I think people enter into just what the scripture is, is warning us about when we feel like, hey, here's a rich guy or here's a, a, a really good looking uh, man. If, if, if you're someone that's looking for a, a good, you know, your knight in shining armor, hey, here is one. And then we should, you know, we should ask ourselves, is there a chance that, that, you know, he's coming along and this is actually the devil bringing him along or, or his own flesh is just looking looking for someone. And, uh, there's just so many stories of people that marry and just thinking about marriage in particular, people that marry and get the shock of their life when they realize what they've really gotten into. I, I talked to someone one time who said they found out on their wedding night that they made the, the absolute wrong choice. Another person, um, said, well, that he was so smooth. You know, the girl that this is a, a female that said the guy that I married was so smooth. He was just the man of my dreams, but it was two years into it that I, I realized, you know, I've gotten to something horrible and eight years later it, it did fall apart. Her safety was compromised and, and, uh, was just bad. But yeah, you know, just the idea that when we, if we're a little bit desperate, we should always, keep a, a, a self check up, you know, self check really up high and strong. Like I'm going into this situation, I'm meeting someone and I'm feeling a little bit vulnerable here. And so either I'm going to take someone with me or I'm going to go in with a, you know, the default answer is no. There <laughs> it is. Yeah, me, there it is. The default is no. And it's Always. up to you to really, yeah, it's re you have to really convince me. I've got a lot of sales resistance here to whatever you've got. I'm going to be kind, but I'm not going to agree to anything. Right. Right. No, that's good, Kevin. And, and, and I'll tell you, I'll even take that a step further and say what I always say, because it's so pertinent. I'd rather be single wanting to be married than be married wanting to be single. And there's a reason that God's courtship takes place the way it does. There's a reason that God saves that one person physical relationship as a marriage gift. There's a, you know, when we uh, start courting somebody, we should find God every time we talk to him or her. Uh, we should find God in all they say and do. Uh, uh, we need to do that. And uh, But, you know, there's so many people out there, Zach. There's so many people out there that are respecters of people. Uh, they look at position. They look at, you know, looks like Brother Kevin just said. And, uh, man, they say, man, these people have got to be perfect. They're movie star, good looks. They've got money. Uh, you know, what do you say to folks like that? Well, I'd say, well, yeah, they have all that, but do they really, are they, are they, do they have joy? I guess all the fame and fortune and good looks, um, 
I mean, but are they really joyful? Is that what gives them joy? And I was thinking just now, these, these three verses, I can see, um, like we say, uh, this could be part of grooming um, yeah, and, and narcissistic, narcissistic in, in tendencies. Um, Katie and I, I mean, I don't know why we do this, but we like the murder mystery, like detective shows. And yeah, we're like, too. how could they not see the... <laughs> How could they not see them grooming them and stuff? But, but it says the dainty meats, like the delicacies. Like, and then uh, narcissists prey on the weak or who they think are weak. And and I can see that here with this this rich man. Hey, come and eat this filet mignon and the spaghetti and, and stuff. And if he's evil, like it says here, he that thinketh in his heart, so he is. So if it in his heart he's evil, he is evil. And 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 it says, but his heart is not with thee. So his heart's not the same as ours. He he's has something against us. Yeah, um, and they're out or, there. Or in the motor opposites. Yeah. And they have they have an ulterior motive to to uh to what we want and, and stuff like that. Like we can see that like uh I guess in more modern terms like a a quid pro quo maybe um where they're gonna feed you with all this awesome stuff and but they want you to do something in, in return or be thankful and and yeah grooming like we can see it all around us um and especially if you you know narcissists they they tend to groom their their people around them yeah and and you know the Bible. I I want to be quick to say this is, you know, we got to remember that one of the verses that we had to memorize. And I joined my first church is Romans two eleven. For there is no respect of persons with God. And somewhere along the way, we're trying. We're working at it. We're trying to be more like God. We're trying to be uh, more Christ-like, the sanctification process. So we get saved, step one. And then step two, uh, we go from getting saved, and we, we want the sanctification process. So in other words, we, we want to be more Christ-like. And, and Christ is warning us, hey, I'm no respecters of person. Uh, let's be Christ-like. We do respect our bosses. We do respect the authorities, but that's different than letting them completely in. That's differently than letting us feed us, you know, with, our, with their garbage. And, folks, I can't tell you how many guys have said the right thing to women, how many women have said the right things to guys. Uh, Kevin did a really good job a couple minutes ago about talking about that. Zach reminding us we're, we're big mystery watchers here in our house house and uh, just reminding us how people not see that on the show was the same way in life. Uh, Boy, you you look at people and, and you say, uh, you know, what in the world is going on? And, uh, and, you know, I'm thinking in my mind, this is what I think. I think there's deceivers out there. I think there's narcissists out there. Uh, I think they're out there and, and they believe their own rhetoric they're the type of people who get caught up in things. They believe their own rhetoric. They live their own rhetoric. Uh, they're the abusers in this world. They're the bad people in this world. They're the people who will, uh, you know, they, they've got to be right and you've got to be wrong. You know, there's nothing in between. There's nothing that can, you know, take you to that place that, uh, uh, you know, somehow is going to, uh, you know, make you like them. You know, the, these narcissists out there, they don't want you to be like them. 
that you got to be inferior to them. They've always got to be right. You always have to be wrong. They'll love bomb you to a point of it killing you. You know, I'm great. You're a superstar. You're a rock star. You're perfect. You're all this. And, uh, can, but then can I tell you something? Uh, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you're not right. All of a sudden, there's one thing you need to know. All of a sudden, there's one thing you got off. All of a sudden, they need to de-evaluate de you. So, you know, let's love bomb you and tell you how wonderful you are, how great you are, how beautiful you are. And then all of a sudden, but you know, uh, when I try to talk to you, you don't listen to me. Or, you know, one of your bad habits is you really don't take care of yourself the way you should. Or you're too fat. And uh, before you know it, these narcissists, and some of these are some of the fattest, ugliest slobs you ever met in your life. And I know the narcissists that took over our ministry and tried to ruin my life. That guy couldn't drive by a McDonald's if you paid him. And then we get to the point of gaslighting. So, you know, we get to this place where they're love bombing. And then they de-evaluate you, you know, oh, you know, you're great, you're wonderful, you're a rock star, you're a superstar, you're beautiful, I think you're doing heroic things, I think you're brave, but you know you could lose some weight, or, but you know, and there are folks, there are guys or ladies listening to me right now saying, you're right, Doug. I've seen these, I, I've lived it with your friends and gaslighting you, you know, change your reality. We know that term came from a movie, an old movie where they would turn down the gaslights and the wife would say, honey, do you notice a little, no, it's not darker in here. And, and folks, I know they get you to a place where you disbelieve reality. Trust me on that. It's an intentional thing. There's, they, they sabotage your friendships. They're making you think that. I met a lady one time who told me that her boyfriend, thank God she didn't marry him, her fiance, who was the greatest man who ever lived in her eyes when she met him, had her believing that the sky was a color of green. It was a shade of green. And, uh, and that's what they do. They, and then they intentionally sabotage your friendships, your families, your relationships. Hey, you got to stay away from that. And they sabotage the strong ones in your life because they don't want you to be found out. And folks, I know that's a long way to go from Proverbs 23, 6 through 8 and eating, but we just want to warn you, you know, mark them that cause division, let you know, uh, be, because they're going to make you their enemy eventually. You're going to be the bad guy in everything in their life. You're going to be the person that tries to crawl back in there and do whatever you have to do to make that individual feel better about you. And, uh, you know, these people, they'll constantly lie. They'll, uh, you know, it's just to avoid responsibility. So I, I say all that, and I know that. That's a long way and a lot to say during a podcast, but I want to say this to you. You don't deserve that. If you're going through that, just stop it. We want to help you find a church. We want to help you. If you if we can help you in any way, make sure you get a hold of us on Helpful Wounded Spirits Facebook page. There's a few of us that look on that. Or uh, make sure you 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 write me at Doug at WoundedSpirits.com or and, and and I think it's is it Z Knight at WoundedSpirits.com, Zach? Yes, sir. Z night at wounded spirits. I think we're still working on Kevin. I'm not sure. Kevin, did we get your address set up yet? Not that I, not that I actually know of. But, yeah. We'll uh, let you know that I, in the future. Yeah. Yeah. All right, folks. I hate to run. I wanted to give these guys a chance, but I get wound up when I dealt with a narcissist a couple of years ago that tried to ruin our ministry, ruin our lives. Uh, and folks that are out there. We just want to know. We, we just want to yell foul. And so you guys know what to do. We sure do love you. Hey, do me a favor. Listen to every word old Eric's got to say. And, and uh, he's going to tell you word for word how you can know for sure you're saved. And, and uh, when you go out today, do me a favor. Wear that smile that only God can give you. He'll give you one. And uh, Lord knows we love you. Have a great day. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.